Welcome to Colorado Blurred Girl, one blurdy girl's journey through geekery and the cosmos and the lessons that she's taking along the way. I'm your host, Elise Goodgain, and thank you so much for joining us for episode number one. I'm really excited about the topics that I have for you today, and honestly, I just really want to dive in, so here we go. Um, For our first episode, we are getting into three animes that honestly, I'm pretty obsessed with. I have been able to really apply the lessons that have been given into them into a lot of the stuff I'm currently working on in pursuing this podcast, getting deeper into my cosplay, as well as just engaging with the things that I'm passionate about and how I can start to move those passions into things that are more of my work work center and things that I'm doing as more of a like work life. So it's that connecting a passion to things that make you some money. Um, Let's get into the animes we're going to talk about today. The first one we're going to go into is called uh, New Game. New Game is an anime that came out back in the summer of 2016. There are two seasons. So season one was summer of 2016. Season two came out in the summer of uh, 2017. And both of them are subs, so you can get them on either Crunchyroll or if you have VRV through Crunchyroll on VRV as well. These are going to be a slice of life, more comedy focused anime. So that's uh, real world scenarios, not anything super fantasy labeled or like out of character for what reality contains for us. Um, Sometimes I get into like a rut of watching slice of life animes they make me feel better about just like what is going on in my real life and like the drudgery of having to go to work every day and having to figure out how to do this whole adulting thing so when I'm really searching for gems of like motivation and a little bit of that like pat on my back push behind me to like keep myself moving forward and really engaging in my daily process That's when I dive into a lot of slice of life uh, animes or mangas, honestly. New Game, excellent example of that. Um, It's about a girl named Alba who is starting out her career in the gaming industry. So she starts to work at this place called Eagle Jump and is able to work under one of her idols and like truly the person who inspired her to even pursue game work and like character design. Super good. Very interesting. We'll dive deeper into it, but I'm really excited to get into that one with you guys. A second anime that we're going to get into is called Skip Beat. Skip Beat is only one season, which absolutely killed me (laughs) because I was so excited and got so roped into it. And then it just stopped and you're just like, no, (laughs) whenever that happens on animes, I always get really sad. But luckily, This one has a manga that continued past where the anime is, so if you absolutely need to know what happens, you can find out when you finish reading the manga rather than just the anime. Came out in the fall of 2008, also a subtitle-only series. Um, You can get it on Crunchyroll or VRV, and just, again, it's another slice of life, very comedy-heavy within that slice of life, but about a girl... Uh, named Kyoko, who is pursuing her acting career, basically. She has a bunch of stuff happen to her that t- 
tosses her into the entertainment field and she just is kind of floundering about and running into different characters at different levels within the entertainment um, sphere that she's able to help push her forward into deciding what it is that she wants her actual dream to be. Like, especially right now, absolutely have been rewatching this with the intent of like, what kind of career am I pursuing? What kind of motivations can you use when you're pursuing these artistic endeavors? How do you look at your rivals? How do you look at the people that are above you? Just how do you have your relationship with management and talent and when you're on set and all these various aspects within the entertainment and specifically acting field, they do a great job at just presenting all of these different types of instances where, especially as an up-and-coming amateur actress or actor, if you don't want to get into the whole gendering of a profession, but <laughs> um, it is it allows you to see different perspectives, different ways that people and personalities are able to come into a single scenario and how they either will rise above or allow it to push them over. And again, in multiple spheres, like not only with my acting career, but also with new endeavors such as this podcast and cosplay and diving deeper into all my blurtiness, this anime has been an absolutely amazing example of ways to show your tenacity as well as also like times that you can get kicked and be down a little bit and what you can allow yourself to feel in those moments. So again, really excited about that one. It's going to be great. You guys will be excited too, I'm sure. <laughs> and our third anime that we're going to get into today is called Food Wars Shokugeki no Soma. I am, I'm honestly saving the best one for last on this one today, you guys, like three seasons that have come out, fourth season will be starting this October of 2019, oh, I'm so excited, I've been waiting for a year, so I'm very, 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 very ready for this new season, um, there are two seasons that are dubbed, available on High Dive if you have VRV, or I believe Funimation also has that. And then for the subtitled, all three seasons that are currently out are available for sub on Crunchyroll through VRV or just through Crunchyroll. And the fourth season, as far as I am aware, will also be subbed through Crunchyroll. Um, you guys, this anime is absolutely insane. It is one of my favorites, and it's a cooking show about these high schoolers that go to a cooking academy like the most elite of elite academy out in Tokyo and are just on this trajectory to be the top chefs and like all that that takes when you're going to like a cutthroat elite school on this like pursuit to be the top. It's hilarious. Absolutely a comedy. I would say it's a slice of life, but like gratuitously so. <laughs> I say PG-13 just to give you a little bit of a heads up. There is a bit of like suggested sexuality, a lot of like faux nudity. It isn't bad by any means, but just to give you the heads up, in the scheme of like anime shows, it's PG-13. It's not like for little kids at all, but there's definitely way more to it than that aspect and is way worth a watch. So when we get into that one, I'm very excited for you guys as well. But let's go ahead and take our first commercial for the culture. 
All right. So my first shout out for today's episode goes to David Anthony Greary. He is an artist, painter, photographer, doing some really, really cool work out there right now. Um, on Instagram, he is David Anthony Art. The piece that I was looking at that honestly caught my eye was this one that he posted back in June. It's called Universe Girl. I don't know if that's what he actually calls it. That's what he labels it in his little comments, so I'm going to call it that. But it's this kind of geometric, like, spacey little black girl that's chilling. Like, oh, it's absolutely adorable. Just a super cute piece. I really, really liked it. So I wanted to give my first cultural commercial as a shout out to David, go ahead and check him out and follow him, buy his stuff, support, you know, all the usual. Thanks. <laughs> all right. So getting into our first anime, uh, new game, new game again, slice of life about Alba, who is a girl out there um, getting started as a character designer at Eagle Jump, which is a video game company. Alba is fresh out of high school, just super green, really wanting to get her ears wet, honestly, on everything that is character design. She gets super lucky and is able to work under the person who inspired her to become a character designer. Uh, her name is Yagami Ko. So they call her Yagami throughout the whole series. Um, she is the lead character designer that designed Alba's favorite original video game called Fairy Stories. So then Alba gets to come in, work on the third rendition of Fairy Stories, and really just get to jumpstart her career from an amazing place. Like, we should all be so lucky to be able to work on our favorite game as our first project under our idol. Like, how would that ever happen? But hey, Alba had it happen to her, and she definitely rises to the occasion with it. I think that this series is just amazing because it shows different perspectives on how to hit the scene of being the novice, mostly. Alba is like super green, like literally she knows how to draw and she knows basics as far as like design work and things, but she starts out on a textbook and they give her like homework of if you can pass these tasks and we'll start giving you real work. So basically like internship stuff, but with a position. And like, I know that never seems to happen anymore today, but I like the thought of a company being able to kind of like cultivate their talent and really invest in like sculpting the way that these young people are coming in and like how we can give back and mentor and like invest in our youth and helping to support them and show them that they are able to do like amazing and good things. And I think that Yagami is an amazing example at being yourself because she's very spacey and very like artsy and a little off the cuff, but at the same time, like takes the time to recognize that Alba's like very, very willing to learn and is very eager to like take any of the gems of knowledge that she can pass to her being somebody that was in a similar position to her back in the day when she started working on fairies one and was a fresh to the company new face and started leading as a character designer so being able to watch somebody like kagami who is kagami my bad <laughs> yagami who is established and like kind of one of the superstars that's leading the company versus Alba, who is this fresh face, like 
super green, eager to learn, but wants to be able to make her mark as well, the dichotomy between the two and how crucial it is to have coworkers and teammates and things like that that are able to help push you forward and help give you a helping hand in understanding like your actual skill level, but also that you'll get better and that things will continue to grow when you are a part of that. And it's all kind of the process. And in the same sense, you get that similar trajectory, but through a completely different path with Alba's friend, um, Nene. She comes in as like a intern debugger, like part-timer girl who decides that she also is a little bit intrigued in this world of video game design and like coding and programming, all that kind of stuff. And she finds a mentor within one of the main programmers. She goes by Umiko because she hates her last name. So out of respect, I'll just call her Umiko. (laughs) Um, So Umiko is like a real straightforward, like I feel like what we'd consider kind of more of a classic programmer or like coder and not like super into the social parts, like wants to get her work done, hates when people take how difficult her job is lightly with like expecting her to be able to just change things really quickly, but also is very cognizant of like talent and the ability to be able to help bring out people's like latent talent and ability. And so that's the relationship that happens between Umiko and Nene. But she had no interest in being a programmer. And yet through the debugging and having to work under Umiko, she is able to really figure out that like maybe she'll be good at it. And like even if she's not an artist like her friend Alba, she can come in as a programmer and still be involved in the process of making this game, which is something that she is passionate about. Like she's a gamer. She likes to do like she was super into fairies as a game. So being able to debug that was one of those kind of full circle things for her as well. Again, on this whole trajectory of what are you passionate about? What are things that you like to do? And how can you find a way to incorporate that to end up being like your job, working with your passion rather than like slaving away at something that you're not really that into. So new game, definitely worth it. An excellent source to kind of keep you focused and motivated into the world of like, what is it that I'm interested in? And how would there be a way for me to like, start using that to be a source of income, be a source of like my job, my daily routine, rather than only something that I do for fun, you know? And there are times where you don't want to cross the two, but if there's the option to cross the two, would you not want to take it? (laughs) So our second anime that we're going to get to is called Skip Beat. Skip Beat is... Uh, It's one of my favorites, mostly just because it touches on the acting sphere, which I am obviously into. (laughs) And so being able to watch somebody getting started, like literally from the ground of like, I didn't even think this was something I wanted to do to figuring out that like, they're passionate about it, they're good at it, and that they want to continue to get better at it. It was just right up my alley as far as a thing that caught my interest kept my interest because I thought the story was super interesting. 
and then also gave me some tidbits that I could actually apply in the pursuit of my career as far as like when you're creating characters, when you're interacting with co-stars, like how do you want to be on these sets? Like what kind of mark do you want to make when you're doing these things? So again, one season, which was brutal because at the end of the season, all you want is for there to continue to be another season. But since it was from 2008, I don't think that will happen. I mean, who knows? Maybe if we get enough of a like cultural swell, they'll bring it back and finish it out because they have the manga to finish it. So we'll see. <laughs> but anyway, so the main character is Kyoko uh, Mogami. She is this girl who has been pursuing helping out her childhood friend Sho uh, Fuwa to become a star. He has absolutely like no doubts that he is a superstar more in singing and like music and idolship rather than necessarily acting. But his deal is that he's just going to be like mega, mega, mega star. And so Kyoko like is all about helping him. We'll do anything and everything for him just as there to like really support him in his dream. And he turns around and like stabs her in the back and basically tells her she's trash and that she is not needed. And he is not gaining anything from her being around. So instead of the usual trope that I think most stories like to put out there of like, oh, the heartbroken girl, what is she going to do? Yoko is like, nah, screw you <laughs> with all the fiery tenacity that I absolutely adore about this character. But screw you. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be better than you. I am going to completely dwarf you in this like, cosmos of idolship and being superstar and like you're going to wish that I still even like glanced in your way basically and especially the first time I watched this series that opinion for Kyoko to have against show when she gets her heart broken was just like an absolute breath of fresh air for me <laughs> because I know personally I'm not really the forgiving type on if you break my heart I'm not sitting there pining for you for a long time it's definitely much more of a like nah forget you I'm better off <laughs> type of deal so seeing an anime where they truly show that they don't sit here and have the girl like wishing and wallowing in her woes of hoping that he'll turn around and look at her again literally just being like all right you think you're better than me then I'm gonna show you how wrong you are and I'm gonna come out here and be living that lifestyle that you are oh so in need of having I just it was it's great it's a great just different take on empowerment and like moving on, how you want to choose to live your life, and just what kind of power and ownership you give to other people within your life. Within that, how Kyoko has to interact with the various people in the industry, I also felt was just like an amazing way to showcase her personality, as well as just like the trials and tribulations that exist when you're pursuing an artistic endeavor at all. Like... <laughs> having to figure out the way the industry works while also like making mistakes and trying to overcome those mistakes, having Kyoko interact with the like number one idol, like it'd be equivalent to 
Brad Pitt in his like younger days kind of deal with um, the main actor of the agency she's at, Ren. Like <laughs> having this girl who is literally in entertainment to pursue revenge versus Ren who is like a thespian <laughs> who takes everything just so seriously and is just like absolutely appalled at this motive that this girl would decide to pursue in a very challenging field, which I will admit he is right about. Like, not really a good motivation for going into entertainment is way too difficult. <laughs> like a lot of work just to get back at somebody, which she does eventually figure out and the motives for her to continue to pursue her career start to change which I think was also a very amazing, like, factor that the writers put into this whole um, arc. But, like, having her interact with this idol, interact with an up-and-coming idol, interact with uh, her co-star, basically, her partner in crime, uh, just how these different levels of the entertainment industry can be so stark and also how each and every one of them can provide you with the opportunity to learn, to grow, to steal, honestly, like stealing from people on seeing what techniques really work for them and how you can take that technique and apply it to yourself and make it into something that works for you is just something as an actor, I am constantly trying to cement into my mentality of, you know, it's all art out here and nothing that I do can ever truly be copied by anybody else. And in the same sense, nothing that anybody else does is something that I can truly copy verbatim. But being able to look at the way that they process, look at the way that they choose to portray a specific emotion or a specific moment in a set or in a screen or any of that kind of stuff is just so important, I'd say, in being able to really, I don't know, adjust in the pursuit of what it is that we're out here trying to do when we're building our careers. <laughs> um, it's absolutely amazing as a, sh a show to be able to watch somebody just literally fall on their face multiple times, but choose to get up and to just push forward and do it with this gusto that we forget you kind of need to have in order for things to work out. Because without that passion and that fire, it's just too easy for people to fizzle you out and for people to say no. And it hits to the point where you actually start to believe it. So Skip B is definitely an awesome one to watch for you to kind of just get that oomph into why you're pursuing things you want to pursue and to remind you that like we go through ups and downs and just like remember what you're doing it for and like what it feeds you rather than worrying about all these outside factors and such. <laughs> and with that, let's go ahead and take another commercial for the culture. So our second commercial is actually a shout out to a cosplayer that I was looking at. She did an awesome cosplay of one of the characters from 
the third anime that I'll be talking to you about today. Um, her name's Nikumi, and it's from Food Wars. And the cosplayer goes by Sachi, but on Instagram, she is the Chibi Thought, and it's C H I B I T H, like zero T. <laughs> uh, just very interesting range of characters that she cosplays. Um, just excellent style, really, really talented. I think she just does a great job. And again, I thought her Nikumi from Food Wars was amazing. She did a great job on that um, costume specific for sure. <laughs> and with that, we'll get back to the show. All right, and our third and final show that we're going to talk about today is Food Wars Shogugeki no Soma. Um, I am very excited. So this show has three seasons currently, but our fourth season is coming out this October of 2019. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I'm so happy. I've been waiting for a year. It feels like longer than that, at least. But I've been waiting for a long time for the fourth season um, of Food Wars to come out. I just absolutely adore the show. It is super fun. It definitely takes all of the passion and fieriness that can exist within people that are passionate about food and turns it into something that is enjoyable for any viewer. I am like iffy about cooking, to say the least. I like to bake and such, but cooking just is a lot of work. <laughs> and this show definitely helped to keep me engaged and like trying new things, figuring out ways to make it more engaging and exciting for me figure out ways to make me just say, mm, yum, <laughs> like have these epic moments of taste that they're able to experience on the show. I haven't quite hit that level yet, but we're, we're getting there. We're making waves. So Food Wars, it has three seasons. Um, again, the three seasons that are out are currently in sub Two, the first two seasons are also available in dub. Um, it is about a young guy, his name is Soma Yukihira. <laughs> he is joining a high school called Totsuki that is the elite of elite in Japan's cooking academy. Um, it is just a cutthroat place where only the best of the best are able to graduate, like super hard graduation rate, very difficult to make it all the way through. So Soma wants to showcase how he can be worthy to take over at the family restaurant that he has. And in order to do that, he has to show that he can excel at Totsuki Academy. And his different battles and various challenges that he has to experience along the way as he's pursuing this like dream of becoming a top chef and what cooking and like what being a top chef actually means to him versus just trying to prove himself to his father and like as somebody that should be the owner of the restaurant. It's a hilarious, like it's slice of life in that it's about school and like cooking and stuff, but I'd say it definitely veers a little bit more into the shonen um, genre as far as being more for like younger, like I guess teens. It's more focused on like teen stuff with there's definitely like sexual overtones and things like that where when they eat something that's super delicious, sometimes their like clothes will blow off. <laughs> like you're not seeing anything bad, but it definitely is more of that like 
in your face, like sexualityness to it rather than these other ones that are real light. And like, it doesn't matter if a kid's watching it with you, they're not going to see anything bad. Uh, this one I'd say is more like your mature kids. It's not for like the youth youth. <laughs> it's super lighthearted though. Really fun. Definitely gives you a bunch of recipes that you can sit there and watch and try or tweak. You can always find the actual recipes for the show online, which I think is amazing. Thank you to all you other nerds out there that were awesome enough to figure out how to make these recipes because there have been a few that I've tried. The chopping steak bowl. Ooh, delicious. <laughs> I just love it. It's so good. Um, and again, like I said in my shout out for the culture, they have many different characters. One of them is Nikmi, who is the meat master. Like, just the variety of abilities within both male and female chefs in being able to figure out what specialty they have, what specialty they want to pursue, and all of the various, like, options that exist within the cooking realm, as far as even beyond just being a chef, being able to get into business, being able to get into like the consulting sphere, being able to do farm management and like agricultural stuff. I think it was amazing that they go into the depths of what Totsky has to teach these cooks in being like the elite chefs that they want to be. It's not just about learning how to follow recipes and like this basicness of food prep. It's multi-layered and customer service and the logistics of running businesses and figuring out your food supplies and figuring out what types of foods are good for you to be serving and like seasonality and all that kind of stuff. Just the depths that they go to to showcase the ability for a school to truly prepare students for the real world and like to be harsh about it, but at the same time, in a way that allows them to elevate is just, it makes me a little bit disappointed in our current education system. But at the same time, it also makes me realize like, what is available for us and how we can take advantage of what is being presented. And like, Again, when you look at Soma and all these challenges he faces, how he chooses to rise, even though like most of the time he's way out of his depth, like he's not as prepared as these kids who have been like in this elite academy since middle school. He's just coming in at high school and like just relying on the fact that he has done the work in real life and that he trusts himself and his talents and like that he'll figure it out. He's one that can take his stumbles and use them to help him take steps forward instead of allowing them to like push him back. So again, in pursuing this life out here and pursuing all these new endeavors that we want to look out for, I think it's really important for us to remember like there's going to be times that we stumble and fall, but those are the times that we should use to really rise and to learn and to figure out what it is that we want in this sphere of eliteness that we're all looking for, you know, like it can be so varied as far as what your dream is, but being able to take the time to really stay focused at what it is that you want in your life and what it is that you're trying to bring back to the world, I think is kind of the main goal on all three of these animes, honestly, of just 
what is it that you want and how is it that you are able to make your mark, not worrying about what everybody else is doing because you are the only one that can be what you are and what you do. So not ignoring the others around you, honestly using what they have to give you to help make you better, but remembering that it is your journey and that we're all out here kind of in our own boat and like we can be a team and a crew and a fleet out there on this big ocean, but at the same time, like we got to captain our own ships. So with that, I want to say thank you again so much for taking the time to listen to me today. Um, if you have any recommendations for a anime manga or just anything in that nerd realm that you think I should check out, I would really appreciate the recommendations. Um, you can hit me up at on Instagram. I am Colorado Blurred Girl. That's C-O-B-L-E-R-D-G-I-R-L. And then you can also email me. I am at coloradobloredgirl at gmail.com. Thank you so much. And hopefully I will hear from you guys soon and you'll join me again this next week. Have a great one. And thanks again.